Hey, you are listening to Faith Like Jasmine, and I am your host, Megan Griffin. Here we explore, pray, and dive into God's Word so that our faith can have an enticing and unmistakable aroma to those around us. I'm grateful that you are listening today, and I hope that your heart has an encounter with Father God. Trust. Much like sovereignty that we spoke of previously, the word trust can elicit different reactions in each of us. For some, there's a sigh of quiet confidence, but for others, there's a sting of pain. Let's look first at some basic definitions for trust. Firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone Acceptance of the truth of a statement without evidence or investigation. Have confidence, hope. Place reliance on. Do you have people in your life that you trust? What are those relationships like? Has anything ever threatened that trust? Friends, spouses, parents. Why do you trust them? Is it because of something they say or do? Is it experience in your relationship? If we rely only on how they make us feel, we can get ourselves in trouble because we know that feelings aren't facts. Just as love and marriage is more than just feelings, so trust in any relationship is more than just a feeling. Don't trust them simply because you feel safe or accepted, because chances are at some point, they will hurt, disappoint, or offend you. And then what? Are they no longer trustworthy? If you trust someone, lean into that trust when crisis arises instead of questioning it. Choose to trust first instead of choosing self-preservation. I'm not saying it's an easy choice, but one worth making. The ramifications of broken trust can be painful. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, it can create health problems and ripple effects across a lifetime. If we aren't careful, that broken trust in just one area of our life can alter the lens by which we view everything and everyone else. That brokenness breeds suspicion and insecurity. We might start questioning people's motives. We might live as though they're going to fail us at some point. So it's just safer to stay closed off, to not trust. Rebuilding trust takes time. It takes vulnerability and hope. But it's hard to manifest that kind of hope by ourselves, isn't it? Courageous people trust again. It might be scary, and it might not feel good at first, but they make the choice to move forward toward it. Now, what is your trust with God like? Many of us at one time or another can feel like that trust has been broken. I can distinctly recall a time when it felt like it shattered violently. I believed I had trusted him despite fears, doubts, and circumstances, and he had betrayed me. Ultimately for me though, it wasn't that God had broken a promise or broken the trust I had in him. I discovered I had inadvertently made trust conditional on the outcome. Hope had become attached to an expectation, an anticipated outcome, instead of simply placed in Father God. 
he wasn't unfaithful, but it still hurt. I was still disappointed and discouraged. My heart still felt sick. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I was definitely guilty in that season of leaning too much on man's understanding. In great part because I wanted to make sense of it all. I wanted to make the suffering worthwhile. But sometimes it's just suffering. Sometimes it won't ever make sense. And we can run ourselves into the ground and lose our faith, creating a paradigm that justifies, fixes, or falsely heals that brokenness. We can choose to walk out of that hurt, however, instead of shaping life around it. Chuck Swindoll said, we must cease striving and trust God to provide what he thinks is best and in whatever time he chooses to make it available. But this kind of trusting doesn't come naturally. It's a spiritual crisis of the will in which we must choose to exercise faith. Mm. Moving forward, getting past the hurt requires forgiveness. Us forgiving someone else and us asking forgiveness. You have to own your part, your choice and responses to things in life. It isn't always face-to-face -face with that person. I've had people in my life that I had to forgive in order to move forward, even though I never had a conversation about it. And when I did, it transformed the hope for our relationship in the future. Forgiveness allowed restoration and rebuilding of that alliance. It meant choosing to believe in the goodness and the truth, not looking through a lens of pain, bitterness, or regret. Once forgiveness entered the equation, it wasn't about earning back what was lost. It's building something stronger, like the Japanese vases that are mended with gold where pieces have been cracked and broken. Grace fills the broken places. Toby Max sings the stunningly clear line, when you pull me closer, I come to life. I have discovered that when I begin to doubt and fear and my trust is slacking, it isn't the gentle soaking worship that reminds me best. I need the worship to surround me with the resounding shouts of Father God's goodness, his faithfulness, and my absolute need for him. And that's a good thing. You do realize that, don't you? It is a good thing that you need him. It isn't weakness, it's design. That design pulls you close to him, filling in the cracks of your relationship with gold. The gold strengthens it every time. So when you ache and you doubt, resist the self-preserving instinct to pull away from God. Beg him to pull you closer. Life will follow. Isaiah 26, three through four. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Another way of saying that is that you keep your mind locked on him, trusting him, God will keep you in perfect peace. Another task that isn't easy, our human minds and hearts have a tendency to wander, to get distracted. As you are closer to him, 
pressing into his chest, he will steady you. The amazing Sheila Walsh reminded me of this perspective, that it is one thing to say that the Lord is my shepherd. It is quite another to be lost and have him guide me home. You are the one. Father God left the 99 to look for you. He notices when you're missing. He notices when you are hurt and he rejoices when you are found, returned to the family. He isn't untrustworthy because he lost you. He isn't untrustworthy because you got hurt. He is your shepherd and you need him. So rejoice in needing him. Take comfort in needing him and stop choosing your independence over his outstretched hand. So even if you aren't sure if you trust him right now, move toward him. Even if you've been burned and you're feeling raw, move toward him. It's a radical change that can fill you with energy in the places where you feel desolate and weary. Forgive, hope, trust. Father God, pull us closer to you now, in this moment. We invite you to shatter the mindsets that keep us isolated and hurting. We ask you to pour peace into our souls. Inspire our feet to dancing and rejoice with us for we need you. We are grateful that you saw we were missing, that you chased after us. We are humbled by your goodness toward us. Help us to walk this out in the world. Teach us, Lord, how to live fragrant life full of inexplicable hope and trust that makes others wonder. May our forgiveness in the face of hurt make others uncomfortable. May the presence of you in our lives be an irresistible sweetness that pulls them closer to you. We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' mighty and powerful and beautiful name. Amen. Thank you for joining me on this journey, and I hope God blesses you in it. Check out the website at faithlikejasmine.com. Follow on Instagram, and let's build community together through Faith Like Jasmine Facebook page. Within each podcast, you can also find a special prayer link, and a worship link. I hope that you can use these to grow closer to Him and spend extra time praying about what we've talked about today. Until next time, eyes on Him.